This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab. Adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Soon after his must-see testimony, Michael Cohen confirmed that he would return to the House for another round of questioning on March 6th. Meanwhile, quietly in the background, special counsel Robert Mueller pursues his two-pronged investigation into whether the president, his family, or his aides colluded with Russia to help him win, and whether they've interfered with any investigations into election-related activity. Overwhelming and extremely difficult to parse, filled with misfires, false alarms, and intoxicating intrigue, the press have turned the saga of Mueller's secret investigation into the best, worst crime drama never written. To date, the press have reported on nearly 150 characters in the Mueller probe, including politicians, investigators, policemen, petty criminals, offspring, and erstwhile Trump aides, all potential clues with potential roles in the special counsel's forthcoming final report. And so, to help you make sense of the rumors and revelations to come, we bring you the latest of our breaking news consumers' handbooks, the Mueller edition. Eric Umansky is a deputy managing editor at ProPublica and a co-host of Trump, Inc., a podcast produced by ProPublica and WNYC. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So start by taking a look at some of the reporting on Mueller that's led us astray. Remember, big picture, we all knew Paul Manafort had long and extensive links to the Russian government-affiliated oligarchs. What is new tonight is this reported meeting with that other group, you don't want to have contact with WikiLeaks, specifically its leader, Julian Assange. This was first reported by The Guardian in November of 2018, and The Guardian has never retracted the story. Other outlets picked it up. Why should we question its veracity? I put that story into the category of the permanent exclusive. An exclusive is a wonderful thing to have. You get the information before everybody else. Mm. Then what you want is for other people to conclude the same thing. Now, other people picked it up. Right. But here's a key distinction. If another place is picking it up, if they're just crediting The Guardian, The Guardian reports X, well, that doesn't mean that they have corroborated it. Which brings us to another bombshell. President Trump is facing new scrutiny today over a report that he told his personal attorney to lie to Congress about his business dealings with Russia. That is, according to a BuzzFeed News report citing sources in the Southern District of New York. 
What was really explosive about the BuzzFeed article was, according to two sources, Michael Cohn has given the goods in some fashion or another to federal prosecutors. Has BuzzFeed seen the evidence? Not at all clear. Some people at the special prosecutor's office may well have told BuzzFeed reporters something. I can't imagine that the BuzzFeed reporters are lying about that. That doesn't mean that it is actually true or that the evidence exists for it. The special counsel spokesperson, Peter Carr, said that BuzzFeed's description of specific statements and characterizations of documents and testimony were not accurate. Does Michael Cohen's testimony Wednesday change that for you at all? Michael Cohen said, on the one hand, I was never instructed by the president to lie. On the other hand, he made it very, very clear to me what he wanted by constantly asking about the business in Russia, about their tower deal, while literally saying, you know, Michael, there's no tower deal. In a way, the BuzzFeed story may be wrong in the details, but right in its conclusion? Yes, it it is a quantum physics scoop. It is both simultaneously right and wrong. (laughs) I think at this point, it'd be useful to define our terms for anybody who's been reading this coverage and will in the future. Links to Russia. That's a phrase we just talked about. But there are 50 shades of collusion, right? Yeah. In fact, links to Russia, whenever I see that kind of thing, it means almost nothing to me. Mm -hmm. Right? It is so vague. I have links to Russia. I reported there for three years. As does my family uh, when they were in the (laughs) shtetl. The U.S. has a long, glorious history, as do most countries, of foreign boogeymans. Currently, Russia is in that spot with plenty of evidence suggesting it should be. But again, it's not a shortcut for diligence. The collusion versus conflicts of interest, I think, is crucial and I think is not appreciated enough. There's lots of stuff that's deeply problematic Mm -hmm. before collusion. Just take what we know. The presidential candidate was working on a deal in another country, secretly, that he later lied about, that his colleagues lied about, under oath. Why is that problematic? Well, you know, Trump's operating in his own interest, which turns out, as it happens, potentially to be foreign adversary of the United States' interests. There are those who would have you believe that the Mueller investigation is a big sham. Many of the president's party in the Senate, the president himself, and of course, many of his allies in the media. So let's listen to some of the language they use to discredit the indictments of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and political operative Roger Stone. And his indictment is not even for a violent crime. It has nothing to do with Russia or collusion. It's a process crime. You keep asking the same questions over and over and over, hoping there'll be a mistake. And when there is, you indict. Can't get him on an actual crime, so the old perjury trap always becomes the fallback in the Mueller camp of Democratic donors. Now, what do they mean by process crimes? You now have the president's former campaign manager, the president's national security advisor, the president's former lawyer. All busted for lying, 
So I guess you could take the perspective that, gee, all they're being busted for is lying. (laughs) Okay. Nobody has been charged with active collusion. The other way to think about that is, wait a second, why are all these guys lying? Obstruction and cover-ups were how they got Al Capone, President Nixon. There's no end to people who are apprehended on obstruction Because it's easier. It's low-hanging fruit. What they're really after is the tree. And it raises substantive questions. I mean, you don't lie to prosecutors. You don't lie to Congress. It's a really bad idea, right? And it's illegal. So I guess you could dismiss all of that. Or you can say, well, gee, that's really worthy of further digging into why they did it. So, Mueller means many things to different people. To many people, Mueller represents a deus ex machina, a way to get us out of this mess. And this may be a bummer for people, but when they think, when is the Mueller report going to come, they're really thinking, like, when can I, like, open up my laptop and take a look at it? You may not be able to do that for a long, long time. It is not going to be made public initially. It goes to the attorney general. Attorney General Bill Barr. Appointed by, nominated by President Trump. There's a little history behind how special prosecutor reports can be released. And this really goes back to Ken Starr's investigation of Bill Clinton. Right. So after that and all the salacious details that we were all fixated on, Congress felt a little bit icky about it, ultimately, and changed the law so that it doesn't necessarily become public in all glorious detail. There's a highlight reel that goes to Congress. That's mandated. But it's the attorney general who decides what those highlights are. And if Congress wants to get hold of the full report, I guess they have to subpoena it. They could. And then we're in a whole fakakta legal battle about getting it. So it's quite possible that those of us hanging on the uh, Mueller report will never, ever see it. And by the way, that's only the first tier of why Mueller should not be considered, as you said, the deus ex machina. Mueller's job isn't to look at everything. He is just a piece in the Rube Goldberg investigative contraption that is now at work on Trump. Just a piece. By the way, a lot of times you'll see in stories that say federal prosecutors in Manhattan, right? That is not the Mueller people. That is the Southern District of New York who have their own multiple things they are looking into, including the inauguration. They're looking into Trump's businesses. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different group of folks. Do you want to go through them? So then keeping with the New York theme, (laughs) you have the New York Attorney General looking into the Trump Foundation. Then you have New York tax authorities and the question of evasion of taxes. There's the New York Times remarkable story. President has always portrayed himself as a master businessman using the art of the deal to turn a small loan into a global empire. But now a New York Times investigation claims he was actually given a fortune from his father's real estate company, often through, quote, dubious tax schemes. 
then you have the Manhattan DA looking into Manafort. Former campaign manager. Who is already likely to be staying in uh, government's housing for free for the rest of his life, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Then you move down the coast a little bit to Maryland and the District of Columbia. They have an emoluments lawsuit. My personal favorite. Just because you like the word emoluments? I do. The emoluments clause that bans foreign governments from giving free things to the president, right? And then the congressional investigations. Wednesday, Michael Cohen was speaking at the House Oversight Committee, but that is not the only committee digging into Trump. You have judiciary, ways and means, and intelligence. I'm sure I am missing others, and I'm sure there are others that are coming that we haven't gotten to yet. We have to be skeptical when some people say, Mueller's done. Robert Mueller's report may land at literally at any minute. Now, whatever you think of all of this, things are getting very serious very quickly. What's in it and how soon it comes out All of that stuff is purely fueled by rumor. And anybody who's interested in the story really ought to know that by now. Right. I've always felt that there was too much coverage of the Mueller report. I think one of your points for news consumers is don't sweat the small stuff. Huge cast of characters, confusing plot lines. How can you possibly tell the difference between small-scale stuff and big small stuff and enormous stuff Other than by keeping up with everything. There are lots of people paying attention to this. There are people who are paid to pay attention to it. We will synthesize all of this stuff. We will put together the big picture. You know, it's like following a little kid's train tracks that twist all in a million different ways, but still are going to end up at the door. And if you want to pick up the train at the end, just wait at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Eric Umansky is a deputy managing editor with ProPublica and a co-host of the Trump Inc. podcast from ProPublica and WNYC Studios. And always, you can find our breaking news consumers handbook, Mueller Edition, at onthemedia.org. Coming up, journalism is good, history is good, so together they must be perfect. Not necessarily. This is On the Media. This is On the Media. I'm Brooke Gladstone. And I'm Bob Garfield. This week, the House of Representatives voted to block President Trump's national emergency declaration for building a 